0: podcast. Welcome to Pussy Power. Welcome to today's episode of Pussy Power. I believe we are on our fourth and I just want to say thank you to everyone who sent suggestions on episodes. Today is actually dedicated to someone who messaged me that he felt unhappy most of the time. And this is for you, Sir Jean. Thanks for sending in your um, experience. And I want to dedicate this episode to you and to everyone who feels unhappy, especially during these times. All right. Just a brief background on happiness right happiness is something that you just do not chase it's like you know it's like a girlfriend or a boyfriend the more you chase after it the more it kind of eludes you so that's happiness it's like you don't force yourself to be happy you don't work to be happy it's actually one of my life coaches told me that happiness is being okay with a happen with whatever happens and accepting things if you can't change them and changing things when you can so in terms of being unhappy I mean so much of the world right now is completely not happy you know and this is not just something that would be an experience for you if like you know this is not just a poor man's experience this is also like a lot of rich people are unhappy and that's because there are six basic human needs and not a lot of them can be met and we're going to be touching on those in a bit and even if you are let's say you're someone with independent wealth or you have like justifiable really good means to afford the things you want it doesn't mean that you're always going to be happy. It doesn't mean that, you know, like if your life seems really perfect, like there is nothing going wrong, that doesn't mean that you're forever going to be in la la land and life is just going to be smooth sailing for you. That is not how it works at all. Uh, there are times in my life where I'm just like, I feel like I've, you know, achieved so much and I feel like I've just gotten everything together for like somebody who's my age anyway there are times that i would feel like okay i'm good but then those are actually the times if i'm being honest those are the times when i would have like a quarter life crisis because i would feel like you know nothing is happening i feel like there's no progress i feel dead on the inside and honestly the last time i felt that was just a few months ago back in july i was you know living the life that people sell you when they tell you that this is what success looks like Like i was loving that life i was making six figures every month i was at a resort a beautiful beautiful resort you know i didn't have to cook or clean and i was just like living the laptop lifestyle and ironically it was actually at that moment too that i felt dead on the inside like i'm not gonna lie I felt like I was just floating like I just felt so fucking bored and that's why I'm telling you that it doesn't matter whether you have money or not being happy or being unhappy is not something that you know chooses like who gets to experience it right so I just want to touch briefly on the six basic human needs and you might be able to assess which needs are met and which needs aren't. So let's go through the list one by one. The first basic human need, and I learned this from Tony Robbins, first basic human need is certainty. And that is, you know, the feeling of safety, the feeling of security, the feeling that you're going to be able to assert control over your life. It's that feeling of agency. It's Feeling like you're in control, like you're in charge of your life, right? Like nobody likes feeling out of control. And a lot of people, when they're panicking or when they're like in a not so good state, a lot of the the times it's because they don't feel like they're in charge of their lives. They don't feel like they're in control of their lives, right? So certainty isn't just getting to meet your physiological needs. It's not just getting to be able to eat three times a day. It's not just having shelter. It's not just having the things you need to survive. It's also being sure that you're able to assert your independence. You're able to assert control in your life. So that is certainty. Now, I'm going to give you guys um, some examples for me. I'm certain that I got me it wouldn't matter if you know everything gets taken away from me like I love starting over and I'm certain that no matter what happens I got me and I will be able to make it no matter what and that's why that sense of certainty really serves me in that way okay Another thing that I'm certain of is no matter what happens, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, has my back. And it's so funny because like there would be times when I would just panic and I would, you know, look at payroll and think, oh my gosh, this is way over budget. And I'd be like, I don't know what to do. But then I always have that sense of certainty that I would be okay. And it doesn't matter, you know, I've just recently had to close a business because I no longer wanted to run it, and I just didn't really care for it anymore. I just had to do that. And that business was my cash cow, right? That business gave me a sense of certainty that I would be able to pay my bills. I'll be able to pay my rent and, you know, the condo that I was living in that was amazingly beautiful. It was like floor to ceiling um, windows, and it was a high-end condo in Manila. That cash cow of a business gave me certainty. Now, where a lot of people kind of get unhappy or where a lot of people get to the point where they're suffering is when that thing that gave them the sense of certainty is taken away. Right? And that's why... um, back in like when was that time when there was like a disruption where a lot of bankers went bankrupt and a lot of them took their own lives you know there were some people who like committed suicide because that sense of certainty of who they were of like the money in their bank account that sense of certainty was taken away from them so now the question is when that thing that you attached your sense of certainty to is taken away from you where do you get it from and that's why this is so important for you to be able to meet your needs internally for you to be able to be the source of the needs that you have as, as a human being because if you keep attaching these things to external stuff you know to your money to your fame your house what happens when they get taken away then you're gonna feel so much of the opposite of what you felt and that's gonna dictate you know what you're gonna feel okay and honestly like my goal in life is to be the master of my emotions and to be the master of myself and not the other way around I don't want to be a slave to my circumstances I don't want to be a slave to my emotions so it's kind of a you no know, long-winded explanation there, but that is certainty. First, need certainty, right? Second, the second need, of course, is opposite to that, is uncertainty, you know? The second need is variety. If, yes, we have safety, we have security, we also have the need for surprises, if when there's when they're good things, they're called surprises. But when they're not so good, they're called problems. But like yes, we do need variety, right? Because life is a roller coaster. Life isn't just like you're always gonna be on the up and up and up. of Things they're gonna be down moments, and the need for uncertainty is really just one of the things that. Make us feel alive, right? Because when you know exactly how your day is going to go, when you know exactly how your life's going to go, then it becomes boring. Like, what's the point of living when you know the end of it all, when you know how everything is going to turn out? It's going to be the fucking most boring thing ever. And that's why, you know, as human beings, yes, we want to be safe, we want to be secure, we want to know that we're going to be able to get our bills paid that we're going to have a secure feature but we also need to have that sense of thrill that sense of aliveness and that's where the need for uncertainty um, comes from uncertainty also gives that sense of excitement because you don't know what's going to happen next and an example of this for me is i love The thrill of starting things. No, I love this—the thrill of starting over. Because when things are predictable, I get so fucking bored. And I know in business you would be like better off when your business is systematized. And I've been there. You know, I've been um at a point where my business was just so systematized it barely needed me, and I just felt so fucking bored out of my fucking mind. Right? And yes, there was money coming in, but there was no excitement. There was no passion. There was no pleasure in what I was doing. And yes, I did make money, but I also felt so dead on the inside. So this is like a classic case of this for the, like the need for certainty would be like a billionaire who has everything, who knows he can get like the checks, the money, like literally everything this life has to offer, and he feels like super fucking bored, like bored out of his mind that's the need for uncertainty right there okay this is also why there are people who stay in toxic relationships because you know they don't know when it's going to be up and when it's going to be down again and so when they experience the extremes it becomes uncertain and they interpret uncertainty as excitement. So that's why, you know, you have like maybe friends, people, you know, who stay in relationships that you're like, why the fuck is she or why the fuck is he in that relationship? You know, like one day they're making out the next day, they're fighting the next day. He's cheating on her. The next day they're making up again. It's like, They just like the thrill of it, you know, because once again, we're wired to have that need for excitement or uncertainty. Now, the next need we have is love. Okay, every human being has a need for love, and this isn't just romantic love, love comes in a lot of forms. That's why, you know, as babies, when babies don't feel that sense of attachment, that sense of connection to their mother, they would either die or they would grow up distant and dysfunctional. And there are studies made about that. So our need for love drives us to make connection, right? to have that sense of connection with another human being. Because you know you guys have heard the saying no man is an island we like all grow in our relationships through our relationships and at the end of it all it's like it doesn't matter how much money you accumulate how much things you achieve the quality of your life is almost always or even always determined by your quality of relationships and You know, you have experts like Esther Perel and they're going to say the same thing. So, for me, the need for love manifests in just being able to connect to my family, being able to connect to my significant other. It's not always about like, it's not always going to be romantic, like I love my friends, but Love is definitely, you know, something that you can give more of when you yourself are loved by you. When you yourself love yourself. Of course, like I would say that you cannot give what you don't have. So self-love is definitely, you know, the cornerstone for that need to be met. Because if you do not, if you do not love yourself, you're going to expect for somebody else to like magically show up in your life and love you. And when, when it starts, it feels amazing, but, the, but when your true colors, when traumas pop up, it's like it doesn't feel enough anymore and you're gonna have to find it in another person. And at it, this it's the same cycle over and over. So that's love, right? When it's not met in a healthy way. Now, let's get to the fourth need that we have. And that is the need for significance. This is why social media is so fucking powerful. Because there are so many people who just wanna be seen and wanna be heard. Like every human being just wants to be seen, wants to be heard. And, And almost everyone has a need for significance, right? They just wanna be important. They wanna be seen as somebody who is sought after, somebody who has their shit together, somebody who's important and has a standing in society. And that's why on Facebook, like, you only see the highlights of people's lives. On Instagram, you only see their happy moments, right? It's because people have a need for significance. Now, this is one of the things that really fucking drove me because um, when I was younger, first time I fell in love, I definitely did not feel important, right? I fell for this like older guy and I just felt like I constantly needed to prove myself and that's why this need drove me to like get my first few successes right this need is something that drives a lot of people and they don't even know it they they want to be important to their parents they want to be important to their society they want to be important to they're haters. They want to show people that they've made it, right? And of course, as um, as people, we have the need to feel like what we're doing has meaning. To feel like we have a place in this world, and that's why you know, designer bags, and that's why luxury brands make a lot of money. It's because we have that need to be seen as someone who is important the second to the last need that we have is that need for growth that need for progress and that's why like this is something that when you feel like you've been able to achieve something when you've been able to be successful at something that's when you kind of get bored it's because the challenge is taken away it's because it feels like you're not growing anymore and my dad would tell me this because my dad is you know he is not perfect he's actually um pretty amazing for the self-made man that he is in the business side but he would tell me things like he started from nothing and he would tell me things like he doesn't feel like what he's doing is challenged anymore and he makes like a couple million dollars every year from his business so it doesn't matter, like all the money, all the external things won't matter when this need is not met because you're always going to feel like there's something missing. You're always going to feel like there's a part of you that's kind of like seeking for more and you are not getting it. You're not growing. You're not progressing. And a lot of the times for people who are achievement oriented, for people who really want to grow and they value growth so much the moment that they kind of plateau a little bit that's the moment where it's it really gets hard for them and i'm like one of those people because for me my problem is not making money my problem is i mean at the moment you know in my 20s it's that yes i can make money at something But like when I get bored, when I feel like I'm not growing anymore, it kind of fizzes out. So, I mean, I'm lucky that I get to prioritize my growth because I don't have kids to feed. Like I could literally live broke for the next eight years and I'd be fine, right? But I don't want to do that. But just in case, you know, if the need calls for it, because my main priority in life is to grow it's not to accumulate like a bunch of cash it's not just that like yeah it would be awesome to have a lot of money but not at the expense of my growth so this is where you also see like successful people right like for example like the billionaires of the world like they do not stop growing and the ones who do they're the ones who end up bored they're the ones who end up like you know kind of bitter and they feel like life is really meaningless because they're not growing they're not progressing and like it, I think it was Tony Robbins who said it like progress equals happiness so if you're suffering if you feel like unhappy right now I totally understand like right now in the middle of the lockdowns they've taken away a lot of things I stopped going to my pole dancing classes for a bit there because like once again in the lockdowns and it's easy to kind of like feel like the things that we want to go into are taken away from us but there are always like new things to grow into there are always new things that will allow us to grow even more so thank god life is super fucking flavorful now lastly we also need to be able to contribute this is where you see successful people who have foundations you know the the legitimate foundations not the ones that are just used for money laundering this is where you see people in their 50s or 60s even their 30s who want to be able to give back It's because yeah it's cool to be able to meet all these five needs but we also have a need to be able to contribute to other people's well-being to other people's lives even if you know they don't know us even if they cannot repay us for whatever reason this is why in the Philippines, especially, um, you see family members taking care of their brothers, their sisters, even if it's not their job, even if it's not their obligation to do so, it's that need to contribute as well. And of course, that's also that also hits love, you know, because when you love someone, you want to be able to make sure that they're taken care of, that they're good, right? So... That's contribution. And if look what I usually do when I'm like assessing where I am in life and when something's kind of off with me, what I would do is I would rate myself on all those needs on a scale of one to five. Where am I at certainty on a scale of one to five? Where am I at growth? And then I would look at the top two lowest scores and I would be like, great i'm low on love this week i need to call my family and the awareness of these needs helps in being able to diagnose what you actually need to do to be able to fix that in a sense and so when you feel like there's something off. When you feel a little bit empty on the inside, when you feel a little unhappy, I would definitely recommend you go through these needs and just rate yourself from one to five. And after you rate yourself, you look at the top two lowest scores. And from there, you can think of ways to remedy how you're feeling. Because once again, you don't want to be just like a slave to your emotions, right? If there's a way to fix it. Now, that's basically uh, those are the six basic human needs, okay? now another another angle we could take a look at this is, most of the time, the reason why we're suffering and the reason why we're unhappy is because we just kind of take life too seriously. I mean, like imagine yourself from like decades ago, right? As kids, we were, like, happy a lot of the time. As kids, we didn't really have bills to pay. And we never pressured ourselves to achieve things, to be a certain mold that society says this is what success looks like. Like, you would never see a kid say, I want to be so successful. Like, at least, you know, when I was growing up, I never heard a kid say that, you know, like it's our happiness was so fucking simple, right? We used our imagination and we just played. We believed that people in the world were good, we didn't have like so much of our walls up, we were open, we were warm to strangers, and we really didn't do things that we didn't want to do. We didn't eat those vegetables that tasted horrible we didn't want like we didn't do our math homework if we didn't like math so it's not that i'm saying that the fact that we have responsibilities is what's making us unhappy no responsibilities play a role in our growth obviously but my point is i feel like as adults we kind of stop giving ourselves the permission to just play and we just started taking things seriously. We were like, holy shit, um, I have bills to pay, 1530, and my salary is not cutting it. So obviously, you know, like life circumstances like come into play, but it's not just that. I see a lot of people, they do things that they don't like to do for the money, for the fame, for all the wrong reasons. Like, yeah, I, I I, understand if you're the breadwinner and you absolutely have to be in a job that you're like, makes you feel miserable. And you have to do that because you have a family to support. I do understand that. But the thing is, a lot of people stay there. And I don't think that has to be the case. I don't think you have to stay in a job that, you know, sucks the fucking soul out of you for the rest of your life, at least have like a fucking backup plan. At least have something that, at least have a plan that allows you to get out of that situation. So you don't just become like a bitter adult at the end of your life, right? So you don't just suffer and become jaded. I see a lot of people, yeah, they're successful. Yeah they are able to pay the bills, but they're just so fucking dated. Like they, I I can't see them having that sense of aliveness, you know? And that's why I feel like so many people love being around kids. It's because kids just remind them who they used to be, you know, That, that sense of play, that sense of playfulness that they used to have. The fact that When we were kids we were so open we were so curious and we had dreams like i know when i was a kid like i think i wanted to like i just wanted to like watch disney movies and at least be a disney princess once in my life i remember that um i don't want that anymore that's not my dream anymore but my point is we allowed ourselves to have dreams we we didn't sour grape and say, "Oh, that's impossible because I'm just a janitor right now, and I can't possibly do X, y, Z because I'm not a, B C right It's not like that as adults, we just fucking worry too much, we do things we're not meant to do, we do things for all the wrong reasons because like we we think it's the way to be successful. We believe our parents when they say that we need to follow this certain path, so we become successful, so we become happy and like fucking be." like the the mold of what success looks like for modern days modern day society, and a lot of us just stop dreaming and we stop believing in the possibility of our dreams coming true and like when you fucking do that, who would not get who would not get unhappy you know like if you took a kid's most prized toy of course that kid's gonna be sad it's kind of like the same for us when we grow up you know and we forget that we were just kids on the inside we forget that we're, we can still dream we, we forget that yeah it's still possible for us to achieve things achieve the things that we want to achieve do the things we are meant to do even if our circumstances are kind of dim right now you know they're not the best circumstances we kind of let our circumstances like be bigger than who we could become and obviously there's so much negativity right now i'm not blaming anyone but i'm just saying that if there are people who've been able to rise above that then i don't think anyone has a valid excuse unless they have like some sort of psychiatric disorder right another thing that we tend to do and i am obviously You know, guilty of this as well, is we get so tempted by comfort that we choose comfort over growth. We choose comfort over progress. And once again, you know, like this happened to me. I was just like, cool. I get to buy all the shit that I wanted, like I wanted to buy, and I get to live this like bougie life. I love it, love it, love it. I'm gonna keep this business. It doesn't make me happy or whatever. I fucking hate it. Like my it makes my gut drop every time I open Slack, but whatever, right? I mean, I look successful on the outside. I am comfortable, so what the fuck? Like, fuck it. I don't have a right to complain. So we get so tempted by comfort. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like comfort feels good. Comfort feels comfortable and homey. And you know, like all the good things, like all the good things that are fluffy and soft and whatever, right? It's like a fluffy unicorn. That's what comfort looks like to me. But the problem with that is when we trade our growth for something that's just comfortable, like, if I look back at my short life, the my best achievements, my best outcomes never came from just me settling in my comfort zone. They always came from, you know, a time when I was so fucking desperate and I didn't know what the fuck I was gonna do that I decided to step outside of my comfort zone. I decided to, like, sell munchkins and sell door to door and not care if i look poor to people right because i wanted to fucking hustle and i wanted to make money and at the end of the day at least i got to keep the money that i made and i look back at the times when i stepped into uncertainty and not the uncertainty that's like oh my god i'm gonna have a surprise it's not that kind of uncertainty it's the kind of uncertainty that's scary it's the kind of uncertainty that you hear your friends and your family kind of like questioning you it's like hey like are you sure about that decision you know like you get people doubting you and you get people even stabbing you behind your back right it's that kind of uncertainty that has really allowed me to propel to that next level version of myself and if i just settled for comfort then i would probably just still be broke right now i'd be in college I would just follow the path of success that you know everyone else laid out for me. And then I would wonder at the end of it all, why I'm so fucking unhappy. And I think that's what a lot of people have done. It's just, they've allowed other people to dictate how they're gonna be. They've allowed other people to dictate what path they're gonna take. They're, they've allowed other people to dictate the mold that they should be in. And no wonder they're fucking unhappy. If you're living somebody else's life, if you're living somebody else's dream, then you're not really being full of yourself. And no wonder you feel stuck. No wonder you feel like you're not progressing. No wonder you feel like you're fucking unhappy. It's because you're not giving yourself the permission to be just you. You bought into other people's model of success. And I'm not blaming you. But I'm just like telling you, hey, that this is what's up. This is what's happened. So all those things kind of like sound grim. But once again, if you've listened to other episodes already, which I hope you have, I'm not just gonna stop there. I'm actually gonna give you suggestions on how you can be happy again without chasing happiness, necessarily. The first one on my list is to obviously start progressing at something again. Start growing, you know, get a fucking hobby. And I'm going to be applying this myself. I'm going to go to my pole classes again and I'm going to suck. I'm going to give myself permission to fucking suck at first. And then I'm gonna suck until I become like a world-class stripper or a world-class pole dancer or something. So get a hobby, get a hobby that's outside of your business. Get a hobby that you you've always wanted to try, that you've always been interested in. If you've always wanted to start your own business, do that. You know, start somewhere. Start something. Start something that would make you feel like you're actually getting better. Because I feel like that's really where most happiness comes from. It's knowing that you've been able to go through hard things. It's knowing that you've been able to strive and knowing that, yes, it was hard, but you fucking made it. Hooray. Yay, you. All right. The next thing on my list of suggestions is to just be fucking grateful. You might have a lot of problems. There's literally no one in this world who doesn't have any problems except for those people who are in the cemetery buried six feet under, they don't get problems because they're fucking dead. You are not dead. That's why you have problems. And knowing that everyone has problems, it's like it comforts, at least for me, it comforts me. But at the same time, it's knowing that despite the problems you have, you also think you, ha- you also have things to appreciate you also have things to be grateful for. And sometimes we look at our problems and they look so big that we forget to look at the little things in our lives that we can actually appreciate, we can actually be grateful for. Like if you have a family member who roots for you, if you have a best friend who is amazing, if you have you know, people in your life, like a business that sustains you, a job that you love, then those are things that you can feel thankful for. And this is super fucking simple. It's literally just like, okay, asking yourself like, what is it in my life right now that I'm so fucking lucky to have? It also helps to look at other people who don't necessarily have everything that you have. You know, like the beggars on the streets. Like when I, whenever I see like beggars on the streets, I'm always like, oh my God, thank God. No, I, I'm living this life. It doesn't matter what kind of problem I have that day, I would always feel relieved. My second to the last suggestion is to give yourself permission to suck, okay? You're gonna start something new. You're gonna be brave. And you know, make an offer if that's what you want. Like put your product, put your service, put yourself out there. You just fucking give yourself permission to suck. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now with this podcast. Like, I know this is not gonna be my best podcast, and I'm giving myself permission to suck. So let's just suck together. You know, like do something. I fucking suck at pole dancing right now. So go ahead, suck at something, at least it makes you feel like you're growing and makes you feel like you're progressing because if you're good at everything then that's fucking boring and lastly take action on one of your dreams it doesn't have to be the biggest dream that you have it could just be like little things like hitting a certain amount for your savings like looking at things that yeah you may not be able to afford but at least get the inspiration that you know one day you're gonna have them like that house that watch that you want to get your parents or something like that you know just take one small action that would lead you closer and i already did this you know i do this every now and then when i was broke just last year I was a fucking broke college dropout. I remember having road trips with my mom. And I would always I would always say whenever we're in Jeddah, which is like a big city in Saudi Arabia. Whenever we're there, I would always ask to stop by the fanciest hotels and we literally toured Ritz Carlton. And I was fucking broke, you know, I couldn't afford a room there. but. I wanted to be able to get inspired. I wanted to be able to see that the life that I want is not that far away. And true enough, you know, after a year, I'm in a hotel at least like once a month. And it brings, it's not, you know, those hotels may not be the Ritz Carlton. There are other five-star hotels as well, but at least it brings me fucking closer, right? because honestly like this is a whole new podcast in itself if you don't believe that your dreams can come true then you know you're already right there you're right whether you believe you can or you can't you're absolutely right so this was definitely longer than i thought it would be i hope you guys enjoyed this jean this one is for you once again if you guys have suggestions on episodes if you have questions, whether it's about self-love, self-empowerment, um, healing, love-sex relationships, just email me at Angela at pussypower.live. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session. Free from bias on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest and Electric Cast Production. Electric Cast. Electric Electric Welcome to the Candle Power Hour.